Guys, I saw a meme uh, when you said praying mantis. It made me think of it. And it was just a praying. No, it was a praying. There was a meme. The praying mantis (laughs) had no head and it was dead. And the meme just said, wow, looks like somebody got laid last night. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, a podcast where I just describe memes would work. I'm telling you. Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Hey, George. Uh, need a favor, as always. What's that? Uh, but a very specific favor. I can't seem to find my 1958 Plymouth. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it is in your garage right now. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get in the car, for your sake. Okay. But could you peep around and see if there's any more bodies in my Plymouth? Sure. Because they're all in the trunk. What it, what are friends for? People just keep dying in Christine and I don't get it. Uh nor do I. You but don't hey, get it. Uh if Christine is bad, Catherine's gotta be way worse, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, she Catherine, will punch you right in the dick. Holy crap. If you let her. <laughs> She's a dick puncher. <laughs> Dude. That's a good title. Uh, but that's enough about Catherine. Yeah. Let's talk about Christine. Guys, we watched Christine. Um, we did have some junk grabbing in this movie. There, there is some junk. There's yeah. a very really uncomfortable junk grab. That is not... It's like a... The 513 move just doesn't... No. I, w- I wouldn't <laughs> have went for the handful of junk myself. No. It was like really grabbing with jeans that tight. An extended really. amount yeah, also, of time. Like, what's he doing? Just like squeezing his penis? Like what? Well, maybe he Does was excited it? for being in a scene with Wish.com Kevin Bacon. He was Wish.com Kevin Bacon. <laughs> in fact, I thought I thought I had that thought. I was like, is this like a really young Kevin Bacon or just like a Kevin Bacon guy? Kevin Bacon was cast for that part. I'm he, sure he was. And then he left to go make Flatliner. No, not Flatliners. Um, what's the one? The dancing one. For some reason, I thought you were oh, going to say Footloose. Flapjacks. Footloose. He left. He, he left, left to go make Flapjacks. Flapjacks. No. What? Footloose. It was almost the same movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, guys, we watched John Carpenter's adaptation of Stephen King's Christine from 1983. Uh, George, we just recently watched a delightful Stephen King adaptation by Brian De Palma. Now you get to see the same kind of idea from a John Carpenter. How are you feeling tonight, man? Uh, Pretty good. Are you enjoying uh, the John Carpenter perspective on the works of Mr. Stephen King? Uh, no. Mm. Mm. No. Did you like um, it better when it was Halloween Ends? Yes. <laughs> I, did <too>. I did. Ouch. <laughs> I did. A du brute. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I was, you know, I, I was kind of excited because when I first turned on the movie, I saw John Carpenter's name. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably the only 
name that I recognized from the yeah. from the credits. And I was like, okay, cool. It's a Carpenter movie. This <clears throat> this should be good, right? Because, you know, like Halloween's like the greatest, you know. This is Halloween with a car. It's great. Right? And then, like, I watched the movie and I was like, damn. And this is like 10 years after Halloween, right? No. About five years. Five. Okay. Yeah. Five years. After, what was it? 78, 83? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So five years later and I'm like, damn, he like somehow got worse. That's how I felt. I was like, maybe like John Carpenter's never done anything really good except for Halloween. Well, this is a year after the thing. Did John Carpenter do the thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then he has. <laughs> well, then he. Well, and I'm trying to think of all the other Carpenter movies. And I'm like, he did the Fog, right? The fog. He did the fog. fog. Fog was good, but like suffered from like s- some things. But I mean, that was okay. And I don't know. I just kind of feel like I was like, eh, it's just okay. Mm. I don't know, man. Like it's just Halloween is so good, yeah. And just none of the other movies that he made had like the magic that Halloween had. Do you know the moment I knew George would dislike this movie, guys? Hmm. It's the well, first so time much to not like about it. The first, <laughs> the first time the radio comes on and starts playing fifties rock, right. it puts me into a stand by me nostalgia feeling mm. a little bit, and I'm like, uh oh. No, that's not why. George didn't like Stand By Me. See, I thought that was a good... I liked all the, mu- the music. At what point do I have to defend movie? this movie? Well, uh, am I, I mean, defending it to Dan as well? Dan does not like this I, movie. I, I'm. You're not going to convince me to like it any more than I do. What I would say, Travis, just to put myself into a box, is it is fine. Okay. I like that, watching it to a point, and then it's fine, and then it's over. Okay. So, yeah, fine. I don't hate it. It's fine. Hmm. Yeah. It I has, like this movie. I like the part where the What's car's on fire part? and the dude gets run over. That part's cool. There was some cool... Like, I think the kills are good. <sighs> when he wipes out all the bullies, I think each one of those kills are sweet. The first, I, the first bully was the subpar. Okay. Where he... Like slow motion crushes him when like he could have climbed over the he car. He could have just like jumped up <laughs> on the hood of the car, and not. Been but maybe crushed. she would have opened the hood. And, uh... I I think the movie would have been better for you if they followed the book closer. Okay. Because the book is not about the car being possessed. Mm-hmm. It's more haunted. the The old man that sells him the car in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is based on the. He talks about his brother. Yeah. In the book, his brother is like a haunting entity, and kind of does to Arnie what he, what happens in this movie. But you actually see it's almost like a American Werewolf, where him and Jack have their meetings uh... and they talk, and he's more and more decayed as yeah you go along. Uh, I think that aspect would have been better for you, yeah. Because it wouldn't have been as I mean, this the premise is outlandish, out, out, outlandish. Did I say outlandish? You did, you Atlantis. Said, I did, at, Atlant, yeah. Atlantish. Um, it was definitely was. It's outlandish, but I think as a ghost story, it's kind of like The Shining. It's the opposite of The Shining. I like the fact that the movie The Shining is not a ghost story, and it's more 
psychological. Mm-hmm. I think with this, they went more with the demon car and not the haunting. Like a lot of yeah. Arnie's behavior is based on the character that's haunting the car. Like when he calls everybody shitters and like all his attitude and everything that it's, it's basically him being taken by the ghost and yeah. taking on his personality, which is a little bit more believable than a demon car. Yeah. And I in don't... this one, he really just comes across as becoming more of an a-hole. Like, yeah, there's no, no that's... It, it's, it doesn't seem like the car is causing it. It's just, he, he's also becoming an a-hole during all this. Well, I think uh, the the way I saw it was kind of explained when Spider-Man did it, when the symbiote takes over him, the black suit. <laughs> the dancing. Oh, the dancing. The dancing. It changes his, his... Whoever the symbiote takes over, it changes their personality. If they're a good person, then it changes them. It just basically alters their personality. With this, I think that's what they tried to do. Were they successful? I don't know. I I I felt it. Maybe it's the nostalgia for me growing up on this movie, not seeing it at thirty five. I I feel I grew into this movie. It was my first Carpenter. It was before Halloween. I saw this before I saw Halloween. What was the movie uh, with like? Uh, it's like a little like punch buggy kind of car. Oh, Herbie. Her yeah. yeah. It's like that. But yeah, it's evil. like evil Herbie. <laughs> yes. It's exactly evil yes. Herbie. I loved Herbie as a kid. So did I. But what's Maybe funny? Maybe that's why I don't. Did you ever see The Mask? Uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask. I, I know of The Mask. They do a lot of this movie in The Mask. Okay. Whenever he becomes The Mask, like when he goes and, and basically puts mufflers up the mechanic's asses and stuff, like all that stuff when he's The Mask at night. Mm-hmm. He's basically Christine. He's Arnie. He's Christine, but it's just funny, or you know whether you see it as funny or not. But it's yeah. a comedic version of Christine. So I remember watching that movie there. I'm like, oh my god, they just took Christine and made it a comedy. Yeah. You mentioned the brother of the guy who killed himself in Christine, uh, who I guess in the book was haunting Christine, but in this movie he was just a dead guy. Yes. That brother, did you recognize that actor at all, George? He's uh, one we've he, seen. He played the, uh, the your doomed guy no. in Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, he <laughs> played, um, he played a drunk preacher. No, no, uh. And he was not the hobo in the train uh, in Pee Wee's. Nah, damn it. That was my <laughs> next shoo, guess. Shoo. That was my next guess. No. He was not blue in old school. No, he's a different guy. Where, <laughs> where do I know him from? He is Marley, the scary neighbor with a snow shovel from Home Alone. Oh. Yeah. He, he's yeah. the you're doomed guy from Home Alone. Yeah, yeah he's he is. the you're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get you home. Okay, get you home. Speaking of that, last week when I brought up Mrs. Poole and we talked about the the <laughs> when we watched Christine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Rooney's secretary, she was just in planes, trains, and automobiles. She's the uh, yes, she was. She's the airline uh, person where he says, "I just want my fucking the car keys rental? to my fucking car." Yeah, yep. the car rental lady. Yeah, <laughs> I 
And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my God. Do you have that. your contract? Yeah. Then you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's her. Anyway, so yeah, the, the old man. I couldn't not watch it without thinking of McAllister. All right. So movie. there's two things about this movie that I liked. Ooh. This, this scene. Actually, let's go chronological order. All, all of the scenes where the car kind of repairs itself yes. were very well done. Oh, yeah. Very cool. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they did it. I would imagine, like, to see, this is what's cool about, like, practical effects. You got to, like, figure out how they did it. I would think that you would, like, like, make a little dent in the car and then, like, make the dent bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and then play Stop it in motion. reverse. That's what they did, but they did it with hydraulics. They basically crushed the car and then played it backwards. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. So they went through probably like 50 cars in this movie. <laughs> that that looked really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um and it was done really well. The other effect that I really liked was after the the explosion at the gas station, just the car completely in engulfed in flames. Yeah. yeah. That part's awesome. Driving the street was And the score, like with that vis- amazing. that visual. I liked the music. The score. I liked the score and the and music. I liked the oldies music and I I I grew up on that kind of music. So watching this movie, like my dad's group used to sing some of those songs. So I I forgot a lot of those songs were in this movie, but I think it's the first time that Carpenter actually used real music in his movie. Am I wrong about that, Dan? Like he. You mean like it licensed was, music from other? Yeah, yeah. It was like equal equal opportunity here. It was real like, music. Like uh, it was his score on the you know the scary parts, or the quote unquote scary parts. Real music, like the theme to Halloween wasn't real, <laughs> unscored, <laughs> like uh, licensed music. I got you. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good combination of the two because every song, oldies wise, it was like a perfect pick. But I wonder, does that come straight out of the book? Because that's where yes. I got that Stand By Me feel, where it's like Stephen King and his nostalgia for the 50s again. Every chapter in the book is is named, I think, one of the songs. See? So. Yeah. He had a, a selection to pick from. The score of the movie is oddly like Halloween 3-ish. Like, yeah. Same era, so it makes and sense. But it's just funny because you can hear certain beats and you're like, oh, that's from this movie. Oh, that's from this one. Yeah, it was a little bit of the thing as well. Yeah. And did uh, Howarth, Alan Howarth, do some of the score on this too, or is that just Carpenter borrowing? I don't know from his buddy, because that he uh, he gets some of the credit on the thing score. Okay, that thump thump. Yeah. Thump thump. Oh yeah, yeah, here he is, Alan Alan Howarth. Yeah. So, uh, John Carpenter. I thought I thought I saw his name too. Got the gang the gang back together from the thing well, and did more. There was no shower scene for you to not see the names, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, De Palma mm. definitely won the credit battle head to head between these two movies. Yeah, I I think you're right. Because the the credits on this one, I was just like, "Oh my god, that engine is so loud. I can't concentrate <laughs> on anything." <laughs> Couldn't keep your ears off of those pistons, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I told you Dan last year when we were in Haddonfield trick or treat and there was a guy who had a uh a scene in his driveway. Where you walked up to his driveway and the um, one of the songs from this movie comes on and you hear like the engine roar and then this garage door opens and there's a fury in his dr- in his freaking garage with the lights on. That's really cool. I was like, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. I don't know if he has a full fury or if it's just the grill, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. No, and then really... he puts his arm around your neck and grabs your crotch. <laughs> Dude, that guy was like 45 years old. <laughs> the guy with the knife. Oh, you mean <laughs> the... Is it built? Yeah, while we're talking about a, a car from 1958, this movie also has a bully from 1958. Yeah. That yes. Buddy character. What is he buddy. doing in the seven, or in the 80s? What is he doing in the 80s? Uh, it was set in the seven in seventy. Oh, it's set in seventy eight, right? Yeah. Which is weird that it's set in the same year as the movie Halloween and around the Halloween season. Like that's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's seventy eight. Yeah, why I'm is like, there why, a bully from the fifties at this? Why school? do they keep flashing dates on the screen? They're like November fifteenth. I'm like, I don't care. Why do I care? They probably want to December sixteenth. Why descent. do I care what day it is? Because <laughs> why it, do I? Like, it, it's like, this happened in one month. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. Could have happened in six months. I don't care. It's the opposite of Carrie. You know how we were saying it escalated so fast. It was like one day she's <laughs> yeah. she's bleeding in the shower and the next day she's at the prom. Like, this one at least yeah. established a, a time frame of, like, gradual time. So, you, you know, he didn't but change overnight. Why? I, I don't it know. I guess because they didn't want to... They didn't want to show you more of his descent. I felt like I was watching Law and Order like it was like <laughs> December 17th dun, dun. well they do that in 7 you didn't complain about it yeah but, but 7 dude 7's a masterpiece they didn't masterpiece. give you a date they just said Wednesday yeah well yeah <laughs> but you, you don't know which Wednesday though Must have, might have been back in the day well, which was, was seven a Wednesday days, 7 cents right. that made sense when they did it in 7 <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so the bully, um, who did he remind me of? Travolta. Uncle Jesse. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. No, you reminded me of Travolta from John Carrie. Stamos. Yeah, Travolta. Yeah, John Stamos. John Stamos was John only Stamos. like what? Uh, he was probably he wasn't an old infant enough. when this movie came yeah. out. By the way, like, uh, yeah. John Stamos hitting on Jamie Lee Curtis on Twitter this week. Nice. That was oh a crossover I didn't know I needed. IRL? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, seems like a match made in heaven to me. I don't know. How do you fix it? Do you fix it at all? I'm not ready to fix it. Okay. I still want to complain about okay. it. Did you catch the Friday the 13th <laughs> overlap? Um, What's it in reference to? Well, uh, the actor, Stuart Charno, plays a character named Vandenberg. He's one of the bully's buddies. Uh, tall, skinny dude. He is Ted. From Friday the 13th Part 2, yes. who survives because he stays at the bar. Stays at the bar. And keeps drinking. He's also the kid who carries around a lizard during uh, Just One of the Guys. Yeah. Remember he hmm. tows the knockoff Kevin Bacon guy's car at the beginning yeah. of the movie? Well, welcome to the country. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> he showed up in this for some reason. He was all over the 80s, that kid. Good work if you can get it. Yeah. Interesting. My favorite cameo, I forgot she was in this movie. And I realized this is probably when I started my crush on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Kelly Preston. She popped up and I went, oh, there's Kelly Preston. Yeah. What's she doing here? And I, th I thought to myself, there's no way that my ass is walking past Kelly Preston <laughs> mm. to go to the girl playing Lee. Although she's pretty too, but she's no Kelly Preston. She's like uh I preferred Lee. But really? Yeah. 
Hmm. I mean, I'd, ha- I'd, have to get the, I'd have to get to know both of them. Okay. But, I mean, superficially, you know, just at a glance. Yeah, no. Okay. But it was also, nice it bonus. was established that she's smart. Yes, she is smart. So, although she's, I mean, dumb. I, they she didn't got in that car a few times. They didn't establish that the other one wasn't, but I don't know. Hmm. So, uh, Dan, some guy got crushed, um, in a like up against the steering wheel and died. Yeah. I mean, he was actually my favorite character. It didn't the, not remind me of that scene in Vacation. I don't. <laughs> I haven't seen Vacation in a long time. When uh, they're driving down the highway well, and they have the crash. Chevy's, uh, Chevy's like, uh, "Hey, you remember that time?" And he kind of looks at his dick, and she's like, "I'm not gonna." I remember what she says something more subtle than "I'm not gonna blow you" while the kids are in the car. Right. But then mm-hmm. somehow he talks her into putting his head. Her head on his lap while he drives, but then he like gets the steering wheel stuck and it starts to crush her face. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dirty trick, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then the kids wake up and look like, "Oh God!" and go back to bed. Oh man, vacation—a way better movie than this movie. Continue. <laughs> I I remember when they crashed and they were like, the each character kind of like had a line and the kid's line was like he was because he was picking his nose at the, at the time yeah, i think i stabbed I my like, brain i think i stabbed my brain yeah and Rust, then the dog was like i got my period <laughs> <laughs> that's a good movie we gotta watch that movie man the that's... dog pissed all over the sandwiches <laughs> When he's dancing and he opens the sandwich toward and he's kissing it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next uh, week we're watching Vacation. Oh my god, we gotta just watch Vacation. Fine with me. We should watch Stripes. We should watch Stripes. Then I can mm. explain that meme I sent over this week. <laughs> let's look, wait, let me grab my phone. Too. Oh my god. Uh, so guys. Uh, Christine. I did think you were gonna hate this movie. Okay, good. I did think, but then I thought, well, he liked Carrie, but he did say it's a movie you should see. I didn't like Carrie, but it's it's. But your but assessment was it's a classic. It. It's it's clearly an iconic movie. Yeah. That you're supposed to have seen. Yeah. This, this is, is the definitely same like kind of the movie. cousin of yeah. Carrie. This is demonic Herbie. Yeah, but it's Evil more Herbie. Stephen King. It's adapted, 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 <laughs> adapted by a good director. You know, it's not quite Kubrickian, but it's, it's. I think they work well together. <laughs> what was the it, it, Dan personally. just did that thing where the, you remember like the pronunciation of the word in one yeah. of the Friday movies? What was it? Mm. Syllable. Solo, solo, no, it's. Yeah. Uh, like you're not that. even gonna reprimand them. You're not even gonna reprimand them. <laughs> reprimand them. One of my buddies did this week, Jake, if you're listening, used the word reprimand in a text. And I was like, oh, I got to read that in my head like the, the <laughs> dorky policeman. Reprimand them? So hmm. weird. Hmm. Reprimand so you them? Didn't like you didn't like Arnie at all? You didn't like his... You didn't think he was a good actor? I, I related to him for about 30 seconds. Did you catch wow. his last name, Arnie? Yeah, it was like... They changed it to like... Cuntingham, right? <laughs> That's the name of the kid in 
Halloween ends. That's yeah, why we kept talking. What about Arnie it. Cunningham? So he's Corey Cunningham. Corey in Halloween oh. ends. Okay, but like they're they're not trying to hide the fact that it's an adaptation or like a some kind of you know yeah, like a, a, a reference to the the storyline. It's line. a hat. It's a hat tip. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. it's more than a hat tip. They stole the plot. <laughs> they borrowed <laughs> yeah heavy yeah, elements borrowed. of the plot. Yes. And made yeah, it better, they, I think. They definitely I, did it better in Ends. I stand by Halloween Ends. I really like that movie. And I know it. it's going to take 10 years for a lot of people to come around to it. So in 2033, guys, if you've still downloaded this episode, if you even still have phones and computers and podcasts, have you come around to Halloween Ends on whatever future digital media you're watching it on? Thank you. I don't know. Put the date in your Google Calendar and ask yourself that question when the gonna be like, What's notification Google? comes up. You know, the, the funny thing about Christine, uh, the movie, not the new adventures of, uh, the thing that I think is odd is it a, it's a movie about a car, right? And I imagine, I don't know a lot about 50s cars, but how many, how many gears on the gear shift? Are we talking a four or five gear shifter on that, that thing? Anybody here not cars? Know. Did they have automatic it transmissions like an automatic. then? In the 50s? It like an automatic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking the question. I don't know. So let's just... Uh, here's the thing about this movie then. I don't, I don't know shit about cars, so I'm not going to pretend to. The thing about this movie... I know about movies. I don't know about cars. The first half hour of this movie, I really like watching. It's a pleasant, smooth ride. The plot escalates to a certain point that it kind of promises a peak at like fifth gear. And then you hit some really cool stuff around third gear. And then like nothing else exciting happens beyond that amount of excitement. Like it, it levels out, it plateaus to where like I, I expected more bombastic excitement in that final act. And it just kind of ends, you know, that's my real problem with the movie. Is it like, Starts off strong, makes promises for how awesome it's going to get, but then it never exceeds the coolness of the car on fire, which happens an hour into the movie. Mm. Well, I think that also has to do with the fact that they took things out from the book that made, that gave you that. Like, I know, I know Arnie and his mother uh, have a demise that's not in this movie. There's different things that happen in the book that are not in this movie, so maybe that's why it feels like... It I kind mean, of plateaus. It sounds and like happens. a great book and a shitty movie. I'm not going to agree. I because think in that, order I think to defend the movie, movie, you have to refer to the book. So obviously, the no, movie's not that good. I'm just saying. I think the issues you guys are having probably would have been remedied with following the book closer. That's all. Yeah, we need the eight episode miniseries of this too. Mm. Yeah, or the six hour TV movie version, like they did with The Shining. Although. I still like the Shining movie better. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoy this movie. I'm not saying you have to, but I think it's I think it's a good it's a good Carpenter film. It's well, here's the thing. Mix, I think he he handles that subject matter of Stephen King really well. A few he, years a ago. Combo. A few years ago, I went back and watched all of the Carpenter I had missed from like say like 85 through 2000 I Mm. filled in that gap and let me tell you 
no thank you to most of those movies. Right. What, like Some, body bags and vampires and stuff? Yeah, like body bags is probably the last one that I enjoyed. And it was bad, but like it wasn't as bad as the cover made me think it would be. Yeah. But like Escape from L.A., like, oh my God. No, that's just a money grab. Pam Greer is in that movie. Bruce Campbell's in that movie. So much is in that movie, and it's unwatchable garbage. Stacey mm. Keach is in that movie. Yes. I love Stacey Keach. Movie sucks. Vampires? Blech. Uh, well, you're kind of you're kind of biased. You don't like James Woods. Yeah, that's true. So. But like anything that Carpenter does after a certain point, it's just like, ooh. So then watching those movies and coming to Christine, you're like, oh, good. A good one. Mm. It's just, I don't feel like it... I feel like it, it fell short of the promise it made early in the film. Did you ever see Starman? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. So, yes, I have seen Starman. Okay. Uh, for George, who hasn't and probably will not watch it on the show, yeah. I would summarize that movie as Karen e. Allen. Is it Karen Allen? Yes. Karen Allen fucks E.T., but he's handsome. <laughs> oh, it's Jeff Bridges. Oh, that's the yeah. movie. As I Scott. remember it. Yeah, but I mean... Didn't we have a discussion about Jeff Bridges? Um, I'm sure we had many discussions about him. Uh, but what, in particular, that movie? No, 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 just like oh. that Jeff Bridges does that. He like gets roles just so that he can... Bang people? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't fault Jeff Bridges. Bang a beautiful woman in every movie that he's in. Or I might think of somebody else. Oh no! Never mind. I mean, it sounds like a Tom There's... Atkins discussion that we've had a yeah, couple of times. I don't know. Yeah, Skip we did it. have a. But hmm. yeah, Jeff Bridges, fine, right? Karen Allen, great. The movie is E.T. But Karen Allen, yeah, like alien. picture of Elliot and Elliot and E.T. hook up <laughs> <laughs> mm. while they're trying to get him home. <laughs> it was very I mean, weird. It was a weird it, choice. It, there's good parts of that movie though, but that's that's an odd Carpenter film. That's one of those things that most people would stay away from because they're like, "Oh, this guy made Halloween. Why is he making this kind of movie?" But I, I like that movie too. I guess yeah, because I terrible. grew up in the '80s. It's just weird. It is definitely. Uh, it's not weird for today. It's been done many times, but back then it was kind of not old hat. And if you go into it expecting Halloween or The Fog. You're going to be so early disappointed. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of anything else from that time that he made that I did like. Uh, Prince of Darkness is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I don't know. And I like Body I think... Bags. It was dumb, but like it was fun. You know, it was fine. And then, uh, of course, They Live. Holy shnikes. Like, I love that. You might not love it, but I love it. Oh, I think I think the George is really gonna like that one. Yeah, it's a that's a that's a lot of fun. That's a romp. I just thought of how I would improve this movie. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. I don't think you're ready for this. I would reframe the entire movie around Christine, who is instead of a 1958 Plymouth uh, Fury. Fury. Christine is instead a 1979 family truckster. Okay. And instead of killing people, she would trap beautiful women 
into uncomfortable exchanges with Chevy Chase. Mm. And yeah, she would kill dogs like a, and old like a women. Winner. She would murder old women in their sleep. Mm-hmm. That sounds she like would an old... kill dogs by dragging them generally. <laughs> Dog murderer! And she would attack That's... the wife of... What's his name in the movies? Clark. She would, Clark. She would attack Clark's wife anytime she tried to get too close because the family truckster Christine wanted to have a three-way with Clark and any beautiful woman driving down the highway, who then she would mm. kill like a praying mantis. Yes. And then mm. somehow figure out to get John Candy in there as well. Well, the moose outside should have told you. <laughs> Guys, I saw a meme. Sorry, folks. Uh, when you said praying mantis, it made me think of it. And it was Episode just a praying. No, it was yeah. a praying. There was a meme. The praying mantis <laughs> had no head and it was dead. And the meme just said, wow. Looks like somebody got laid last night. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, a podcast where I just describe memes would work. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, that was good. Or a podcast where we just talk about anything and I just talk about whatever meme comes up. It would work. I'm telling you. Oh, shit. That was funny. Uh, All right, so that's how Dan fixes this. How do you fix it? Uh, I change the villain from a car to a tall, slender man in a jumpsuit and a mask. Ooh. Okay. That that has already been done. Well, that's what I would do. (laughs) Okay. If this was 1995 and he proposed that, it would actually be a new and exciting direction for a franchise. Yes, right. But he's about a year they, too late. Been they there, filmed done that. this movie in the same neighborhood they filmed Halloween as well. I kind of almost noticed that. Yeah. I was like, it did have a Halloween kind of look to it. And, fun fact, Dan, I don't know if you the knew The same this. 25 leaves? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they... Started production on this movie before the book even came out. That's how, that's how uh, established Stephen King was back then. Well, see, and that and is how established John Carpenter. That was. is something I wanted to cover. That's another reason I wanted to cover this movie because you've come full circle with Stephen King, from Carrie being his first book that gets made into a movie. The Shining is a book which is a huge success, which gets turned into one of the biggest movies of all time, and then by '83, just three years later. We're now pre-licensing his books even before they're done into movies. Like that is a that's an ascent. Mm-hmm. That's a very good ascent. That's how you become Stephen King. Yeah, and i i would I would say that every one of the movies made based on his books are worth the watch, whether you like them or not. They're still worth the watch. Did he write Maximum Overdrive as a book, or did he just make it in a movie? Oh, God. I knew you were going to bring that one up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's watchable. Great soundtrack. <laughs> Great soundtrack. Yeah. And it's got Emilio Estevez. So. It has a lot in common with Scarface. Mm. Mostly the coat. I'm speaking more about, like, Cujo, <laughs> you know, Salem's Lot, 
which was a TV movie. It. Uh, he had a pretty good run, Pet Cemetery. And it, the ones that are TV movies generally are as good yeah. or sometimes better than the Hollywood movies because they end up being four hours long. I Prime example, he made a move. He wrote a book called Storm of the Century. And they made a miniseries out of that. The Stand is another one, like a lot of his yep. bigger books. And the Langoliers. All right, that one. And Tommy I like Knockers. the Langoliers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's he's a good author, and he really makes good stories for movies. It's just a matter of the, the people making them give him the. Uh, I think that. I think that a Stephen King novel is a really difficult thing to execute in film. Yes. But when done well. Oh, when done well, you get the shining. Yeah, you get the shining. Although I Stephen mean, King hates the shining. Well. Because <laughs> it's not his book. Yeah. But. Yeah. Hmm. And, and in this conversation, I realized that I know a lot more Stephen King than I thought I did. You know, you I really just like, like went down a list of, of, of movies and books. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that was Stephen King. Like, It? Yeah. I've never seen It, but I know It. I know of It. Right. I did not know it was Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, And earlier in the episode, it was The Thing. I totally forgot that was Stephen yeah. King. The Thing was not no. Stephen King. The Thing, John the thing no, was, was John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Right. No, never mind. Fuck Halloween, it. also <laughs> not Stephen King. <laughs> that we know of Halloween wasn't Stephen King could have been a short story and you loved Stand By Me so I mean it's, uh, it's and kinda... also yeah that yeah, again Stand By Me I did right. not know that that was a Stephen King novel was that a novel or was that a short story it's like a short story within a collection of four okay. called Seasons okay. yeah but we talked about that did. at the time but you forgot he, he's, yeah we did he's golden yeah like I think you would enjoy Pet Cemetery, but I, you might not I think we should probably you watch that. You talk about it all the time, so I think I probably should. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. And the little kid in that movie looked just like you did when you were four. <laughs> I'd probably like it. Oh, wow, that picture of the kid does look like a little George. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, when Denise Crosby's started, in that. Oh, when yeah. I started dating Jen and I saw George for the first time, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> your brother's Gage. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm like, the little kid from Pet Cemetery. She's like, I never saw it. I'm like, yeah. Uh, directed by Surprise. Mary Lambert, also known for doing the Madonna video for Like a Prayer. Oh, and that's it? That's I mean, a bunch for? of music videos. Okay. But Like a Prayer is substantial. Ooh, she did, uh, she did an episode of Red Shoe Diaries in 1992 Ooh. as uh, she credited herself as Alan Smithy. Okay. So I imagine that's a very well-directed episode. Of one of my favorite shows from when I was too young to be watching that show. What, Red Shoe? Red Shoes. You should not have been watching that. <laughs> I mean, I was like 13. Okay, that's fine. It was great. Hmm. Three thumbs up. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, sorry for the horror film fans out there that believe this movie is iconic. You might want to move on to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> what are we watching? In the I next thought episode? you were. I thought you were a fan of it, Dan. I, it's I'm fine. Shocked. It's fine. It's it's fine. fine. I don't mind watching it with my eyeballs. It is fine. <laughs> it's, it's a, a little boring. Car. 
toward the end, which is weird to say because a lot happens. But like, yeah. And it's the same ending for Halloween Ends, which you liked. So it's just weird. Well, Halloween Ends, it's a little different because they fight in the kitchen and it's really cool. Mm. And I care more about the characters. I don't know. For some reason, Arnie just, meh. At some point, I just don't care anymore. He's he's too shitty. He's definitely shitty. So what are we watching next week? What are we watching next week? I thought we were watching Vacation. <sighs> it's either Vacation or Stripes. So yeah, why don't we do uh, Vacation and then follow okay. it the following week with Stripes? Oh, that's a twofer. I'm that's down. That's a twofer. Yeah. And Vacation's going to be so much fun. It is my happy place. I watched it recently and I I will watch it again because it is my happy place. Yeah, usually people are like, oh, Christmas Vacation. I'm like, I love Christmas. I love it. But it's still not better than Vacation. No. Hell no. Or maybe it is. We'll have to wait and see. Save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Russ? (laughs) I've seen Vacation or Christmas Vacation a few times. I think I've only seen vacation once and it was like on tv oh, oh boy God. oh so boy. i think i'm in for a treat yeah yeah wow how old were you <laughs> i don't know mm. yeah i used to have that uh, taped off tv when i was a kid that i'd watch you know pretty frequently and then right recently i wanted to show some of it to my kids and I did wish that I still had that videotape somewhere because that movie involves yeah, a right. lot of fast forwarding, as you will find out. Don't watch it with your kid. No, I certainly won't. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with the classic National Lampoon's Vacation. Who's the moosiest moose that you know? Find out next week.